Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chaos and Art. I'm Kristen, and I am so thankful that you are here. For today's episode, we actually have a guest to help us record. It is my cat, Maverick. I'm just kidding, sort of. He is laying next to me as I'm recording this, but he is purring. So hopefully you can't hear the audio. I don't know, maybe hopefully you can, because that would be super cute if you just heard these little purrs in the background. But just hopefully it's not not too much. But in today's episode, instead of starting out with what has brought me joy this week, I want to do kind of a high-low. And I might transition into this instead of like what's been bringing me joy lately, because I guess doing like highs and lows is a little bit like chaos and art, you know, the high, like the highs and lows of life, the goods and the bad parts, the messy and, and the beautiful. So the low is that I have been learning a lot in therapy and uncovering a lot. And I've realized that I lack confidence in myself. So that is kind of the low. The high is that I am learning all of this in therapy. And while therapy is not always like comfortable and joyful, I know putting in this work and doing the journaling and like working through a lot of this shit will get me to a better spot and a place where I'm able to find joy in it and joy in the process, I hope one day. But yeah, it's kind of like a double-edged sword where you learn a lot on therapy and you uncover a lot and you feel like you're maybe starting to get somewhere, but then it's also very draining and exhausting and sometimes discouraging to just see all of this that you've kind of learned and been the past 27 years of your life and to have to unlearn a lot of that. So all of that goes together with today's episode, which as I mentioned, I realized that I don't have confidence in myself. And for those of you who know me or who have met me, you may be listening to this and be surprised and be like, what? Like, you show up just fine. Like, you have passions and hobbies. You don't seem nervous. Like, you're able to speak and just know who you are and be confident. And in some ways, yes, there are absolutely places and, and things that I am confident in my skills and abilities for. And I am overall confident in myself. I'm not showing up like meek or timid very often. I'm not like hiding and shying away. So in that aspect, I am confident. But the confidence that I'm going to kind of talk about today that I'm, I have realized I struggle with is having confidence and being able to trust my gut and myself. As I've really been diving into this in therapy and journaling, I've realized a big aspect of it is because I never had to learn confidence growing up. I never had to learn to harness my confidence, to harness my power. And not even just growing up, like most of my adult life has been structured, impacted, and what's the word? Guided, I guess, by plans and just doing the next right step and rigid rules and right and wrongs for my whole life, essentially. Whether those were things that society put into place, whether those things that religion put into place, whether the pressures that I just put on myself that no one else was, my whole life was essentially geared towards that. And so when you spend your life only moving because you know it's the next best step, because you know it's the right thing, because it's following a rule, because it's following the plan, because it is something you have an answer for and not moving until you have an answer, that becomes really difficult to then push all of those aside and say, actually, I don't need to follow a rule or a plan or having the answer. I just need to trust myself and my gut. You just can't flip that switch on. It's like an oven. It's like got to be preheated. And man, my oven temperature is trying to be real hot right now. 
because it's taking a long time to preheat this dang thing. And so for you listening, I don't know where you stand with confidence in yourself and and the ability to trust yourself and trust your gut. Maybe you are expert at it and you're excellent either naturally or you've put in the work and that is amazing. And I hope you can still get something out of this podcast. Maybe you're completely on the other end and you don't even realize that you're not trusting yourself and this podcast can kind of help open your eyes to that. And maybe most likely you're you're like me, somewhere in the middle. That is Maverick playing with my cowboy boot box. I'm trying to record a podcast here, sir. If you could just like not tear that up right now. Thank you. My point is in this podcast, I want it to be a safe place for you to be enlightened, for you to be inspired, for you to maybe recognize something in yourself. I'm going to go through seven tips that I have for building that trust and building that confidence in yourself. Some of these things are things that I have learned through therapy. Some of these things are things that I have just recognized as I am processing myself and things that I have tried or I want to try. Some of them just things that, that feel right for me to say. And I'm trusting my gut with what I want to say in this podcast episode. It's okay if you don't have the ability to trust yourself right now, it's going to take time. And that will actually lead us into my first point here in a second. One other thing that I will say that I think has caused me to struggle with trusting myself, and, and some of you may relate as well, is growing up as a Christian and in my faith, we are taught the church, Christian community teaches us, and I'm not going to get too deep into theology here, something that my one of my therapists told me almost from probably the minute we started working together was that I believe the Bible is true. And as a believer, when I accept Jesus, I receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in me. And while I am not the Holy Spirit, like we almost become one. And if I have the Holy Spirit in me and my gut, my intuition is often going to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Lord has given us responsibility and ownership over ourselves. He has made us in such unique ways and put such specific like plans and paths for us that you can follow God and trust yourself and trust your gut and trust your intuition. Not to be either or. You are not inherently just a single decision or thought you have being sinful or from your flesh. Like you can do both. And that's something that I'm still trying to break down of like what that looks like. Promise you that if you trust your gut and your intuition and you have confidence in yourself, the Lord is not looking down on you saying, oh, she's a failure. Oh, he's getting it completely wrong. Laughing at you, any of that. Like you can do both. Okay, let's jump in. So the first tip that I have is probably no surprise here, but it is to be patient with yourself. As I mentioned, I have realized that I have pretty much grown up a lot with this mindset of not having confidence in myself, not knowing how to trust my gut. So I can't expect myself to just snap, turn it on immediately or learn about it once or figure it out in therapy and then immediately change. It is going to take so much time to unlearn everything that I've learned for 27 years and then to relearn and step into the path that I now want to go. And you can think about it like any new skill. Like if you learn any new skill, any new hobby, any new sport, nine times out of 10, unless you're just like naturally gifted in that, it's going to take time and practice to get better at it. And I don't even like practice makes perfect because there is no such thing as perfect, but practice does make progress. And we'll talk about that in tip number three. 
But I just want to remind yourself to be patient with yourself, to give yourself grace, to give yourself space and allow yourself to mess up, to not know, to not even have to process 24-7, to just live and be and trust that along the way, you're going to unlearn what you need to unlearn. You're going to learn this new skill of trusting yourself and you're going to get there, but it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of patience on your end. Which leads me into tip number two, embrace the discomfort. I wish this didn't have to be a tip. I wish I could come on this podcast right now and say, here are three steps, three things that you do today and you'll immediately have confidence in yourself or the journey to building trust with yourself and listening to your gut will just automatically happen with these three steps and that it will be easy. And unfortunately, I can't say that. I don't think there's really anything worth having in life that someone could say and give you these three steps for an easy path to get that. So I'm here to say now that it is going to be so freaking uncomfortable. It is going to be so scary, especially if you've noticed that you have not been able to trust yourself for a long time. I am telling you that it's going to be uncomfortable and I'm going to challenge you to not run away or numb out and not turn this podcast off because it's not hopeless. Just because it is going to be uncomfortable, I want you to embrace that discomfort. I want you to practice accepting it and sitting with it to find healthy coping strategies or healthy distractions for it, but to just know it's coming so that you're not blindsided by like you start this journey and you're like, what the heck? I'm so uncomfortable. Like X, Y, Z. It's like, no, it's, it's going to come, but I promise you that you can handle it and you're going to get through to the other side. I wrote this in my journal um, a few days ago when I was kind of processing a lot of this. And I had mentioned that I'm just so uncomfortable all the time. Like a concrete slab is sitting between my chest and my stomach. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm just floating through life, but not in a good on cloud nine type of way. I'm so uncomfortable trying to figure all this out, trying to figure me out, trying to figure life out, trying to figure healing out. It's like I'm paralyzed from moving any direction. Like my feet are stuck in the same concrete that's inside. Or if I do try a direction, I get frustrated no sooner than I've started. Why can't I just live? Just take a step and then take a next step and the next. Because I've never moved without a plan before. Or at least some should or rule tightening up the path so narrow that I can't fall. That also means there's so much guilt when I do inevitably fall. And it also means the path is so narrow that I can't fly from walking a tightrope to pioneering a wide open field and that's a big jump and adjustment it's scary i can't just step because i'm afraid you embrace the discomfort and you accept that it's part of you and part of the journey you're going to get through i do promise you that tip number three is to start small and take little risks i think sometimes when we're trying to learn anything but especially confidence in ourselves and really work on like healing and growth at least I know I felt this way. I expect it. I expect me to go from zero to hundred in one step, like to go from you know, for example, in therapy, I used to be so bad at showing emotion, not even to myself. Like I hated crying in front of myself. Didn't really know what I was feeling. And after years and years, probably like four years of therapy, I have gotten to a place where I can recognize emotions that I'm feeling. And sometimes after the fact, I can express them to other people. I'm still not great at putting them into words, but I still to this day do not like crying in front of people. Again, I still struggle to express and communicate what I'm feeling and how I'm doing sometimes. And in my mind, 
I struggle to have confidence in myself because I'm like, oh, you still can't show emotion. You still put in all this work for nothing. But it wasn't for nothing. Like those small steps along the way got me to finally open up and recognize my own emotion, to be 100% okay crying with myself. I have cried on the phone to a few people and voice audio message a few times. Like all of those little steps that I'm taking is going to add up in the end to confidence and trust in myself or like whatever else that I'm trying to work towards and trusting my emotions, for example, in, in that scenario. I was an athlete, so this really resonates with me. But we have to build muscle memory. And that's what essentially you do as an athlete. The reason there's so much repetitions for the different movements and the different muscles you use is because you build up muscle memory so that in the future, it becomes almost like second nature to you. The more you do practice taking these little risks, and it's going to become more second nature to have confidence in yourself, to trust your gut, to trust yourself, to trust your emotions, to trust the choice that you want to make, whatever the case may be. Is little risks that are going to build over time. You don't have to jump from no emotion to crying in front of the whole world and showing all of your emotion. You don't have to go from not knowing how to make a decision to knowing every little decision you want to make, knowing in the first five seconds how to make it and trusting your gut in that way. Those are huge jumps that you're just not going to cross that chasm. And so start small, take those little risks. And the more times that you take the little risks and prove to yourself that you can make it through, that you can deal with the discomfort, that's going to build confidence more than just like jumping from zero to 100. Tip number four, this is kind of getting into now as you are working on actually listening to yourself and, and trusting yourself. And it is to, when you do actually feel something or feel like you need to make a decision or feel something in your gut, to act on it immediately. As soon as you feel it, think it, hear it, act on it and immediately. Or if not immediately, then as soon as possible. I'm not saying in the next two seconds you have to. If you really can't do it immediately or as soon as possible, then at least practice acknowledging and saying out loud like what you hear or feel from yourself and letting yourself know that you will deal with it as soon as you can. For example, I hear you that you are telling us that we are sad and we need to grieve. I'm not able to do that right now while I'm at work, but I promise as soon as we're in the car on the way home, we're going to allow it to be let out. That shows you and shows your gut that, hey, I'm listening. I hear you. Thank you for speaking up. I just can't deal with it right now. But to the best of your ability, try to act on it immediately. Because when you do that, the more you act on it immediately, the more you're training yourself to listen to your gut, which is going to help it again become more second nature going forward. But you're also letting your gut know, like, hey, I'm, I'm listening to you, so keep speaking to me because I am here. I am ready to accept what you have to say and to help you. An example of this for me is, so I'm both trying to like listen to my gut, like just from a life perspective, but also trying to listen to my body as I had an eating disorder in college, just the past many, many, many months, I've had very little appetite just with mental health and things. And so I am really working on removing food rules and what I think I should or shouldn't eat and really listen to my body, like what it's craving. And so Wednesday, I was sitting working at my desk at home and I had therapy in a few hours that I had to leave for. And all of a sudden, like a burger and fries sounded so good to me. I could leave now and, and go find a burger place by therapy eat it and then go to therapy. But in my mind, I was like, well, I've already eaten out twice this week. So that's more money spent when I do have food in my fridge that I could eat. And is that really the best thing to be eating? But 
instead of trying to second guess, I like stopped those thoughts and I said, no, we're going to get up and immediately we're going to go get a burger because that is what my body is telling me it wants. And the more I listen to it, the more it's going to tell me in the future. And even on top of that story, I really wanted a burger and sweet potato fries. And so there's like a hop dotty by my therapist's office. They have sweet potato fries, amazing sweet potato fries. But their burgers, I don't really love and they're a little more expensive. So then I also saw that there was a Shake Shack by my um, therapist's office, but they don't have sweet potato fries. And so I was like, we'll just pick one or the other. But I was like, no, I'm going to do both. So I picked up a burger from Shake Shack, picked up sweet potato fries from Hop Dotty, and then sat outside my therapist's office and ate lunch. And all of those little things added up to like me being able to listen to my body. And that doesn't happen every single day. But when I do act on it immediately, I am able to build that confidence in myself and my ability to trust myself. Tip number five, whether that's a decision to date someone or not, or, you know, what should I do this weekend? Or should I take this trip? Or should I move? Or even like how I'm feeling sometimes, like just all the, I feel like it's so easy for us when we're not used to trusting ourselves or we turn to Google to find the answer or again, to those rules or those shoulds of like, well, I don't know what I want to eat. I should be eating this or my rules say this. And we immediately turn to those. And again, that I know that's probably a habit and that's something that we together are going to have to learn to break. But when we do turn to those people or to Google, social media, whatever it is, we are discounting our ability to trust ourselves. And if we don't even practice trying to trust ourselves, we're never going to learn to trust ourselves. And so I know the desire is there to just find the answer to get someone's input. And I'm not saying like you can never turn to, you know, Google to, to find an article to read or like to your friends to get some advice, but like immediately the desire to turn because you likely don't want to sit with the discomfort of not knowing how you're feeling, of not knowing what to do, of not knowing what path to choose, whatever the case may be. And so I want you to not immediately turn to those. And you can even like tell your friends or your family or whoever you might normally turn to that this is something you're trying to work on so that they can help keep you accountable. If you do immediately turn to them, maybe they can remind you of this or they can say, hey, have you sat with it for yourself? And then maybe we can talk. All that to say, again, because it is a habit, you're probably not going to be able to just turn that off. And so be kind to yourself when you do notice that you are turning to friends or family or Google or social media or just following the rules of what you think you should do that's okay. What I want you to do is I want you to pause, breathe, and then switch focus. So pause, just stop whatever you're doing. Unless of course you're like driving, please don't, you know, stop in the middle of the road. To the best of your ability, stop whatever you're doing for just a second. Take a deep breath or two in through your nose, out through your mouth, and then switch your focus. Either switch your focus to an activity, like whatever you're doing, and be mindful if your mind is like going off, or if what you're doing now is trying to turn to someone else, switch your focus and, you know, go read a book for a little bit or go for a walk outside or just like move your body and dance or sing your favorite song. Just do something that switches your focus away from trying to get these answers from other people. Tip number six kind of goes along with that. Also, instead of turning to people, you can practice sitting with yourself. I think that is very uncomfortable. I know it's very uncomfortable for me because to sit alone with your thoughts and not distract, not turn to other people for answers, often allows those things that have been repressed and pushed down to rise up, to come into your mind. And it can be uncomfortable to sit with ourselves and our thoughts, especially when we're not used to it, which is why we're going to practice so that it becomes, I'm never going to say becomes comfortable. I don't think, maybe it will. I could change my mind. But 
it becomes less uncomfortable and more tolerable and you're able to withstand that discomfort. Now, with this, my biggest tip would be to get someplace where you're able to be alone. Even if that means going into your closet or going to the bathroom at work or sitting in your car for a second before you go inside. Practice being alone, turning off distractions. So no music, no podcast, no TV, no noise around you. Maybe even closing your eyes, taking some deep breaths, like just sitting and allowing yourself to be and to like show yourself that you love and trust yourself enough to slow down and to just sit. And with this, I'm not saying that you're always going to like, quote unquote, hear an answer or feel something in your gut that immediately tells you what decision to make. But it does set you up to hear in the future when that time does come. And it builds your self-confidence up to be able to sit with and eventually trust yourself. And I want to make it clear, like, I don't believe that that there's always an answer that we needed to hear. So I think sometimes when we sit with ourselves, we think we need an answer, so we choose to sit with ourselves. And we think, oh, if I'm not hearing the answer, or I'm not feeling anything, then like, clearly I can't trust myself. I don't think we always need that answer. I think sometimes we just need to let go and to live. And so maybe just sitting and breathing with ourselves like allows us to just be. And then that practice will allow the space for when an answer is needed or an answer and gut feeling is on its way. And then last but not least, kind of leading in of if you are sitting with yourself and you still don't hear anything or feel anything for days, weeks, months, whatever it is, the last tip is to just take a step. And I know if you're like me, you are like crawling back in your shell at that because you're like, no, I can't take a step until I know the right way or I have the answer. Or I know the how to or I know 10 steps ahead. I get it. And that same journal entry that I read earlier, you know, I said, I'm afraid of failing, afraid of becoming even more lost, of not knowing where I'm going. I can't just step because one step isn't enough. I need the whole damn path. So I get that that feeling of desire and it's like this false sense of security that if I could just have the answer just know the path then I'd be okay then I could trust myself and and I would life would be okay but I'll tell you right now I have spent years and decades of my life doing the right thing following these rules trying to take the right path and I've still been through hell and back and hell and back and hell and back again it's going to provide false sense of security because it like takes away the anxiety of now of having it all figured out but like I promise you it, it does not prevent you from struggling, from you going through hardships, from you dealing with crap. And so I want to encourage you to just take a step, to just, if, if you had one single thought, the first thing that comes to mind, go do that. Or what you think might be best in the moment or sounds fun, try that path. Because honestly, like, it takes more trust in yourself to move and to trust yourself to adjust or to if like for some reason that that isn't a best fit anymore or there's like a better path to trust that like you're going to be able to listen and move past in the future that takes more trust in yourself than knowing the plan full ahead and then just following it and i know it sounds counterintuitive but I, it does like it takes more trust in you and it takes more trust in god or if you believe in a, a higher power that i'm going to take a step and trust that i can deal with any uncomfortableness or pain that comes along the way that I can deal with needing to change directions and move if for some reason this isn't the best path anymore. Like all of that is going to build so much more trust with yourself than having it all figured out ahead of time. So those are the seven tips. Be patient with yourself because it takes time. Number two, embrace the discomfort. Three, start small and take little risks. Four, act on something immediately when you do feel or you do hear an answer. 
Five, don't immediately turn to other people or social media or Google or rules for an answer. Six, practice sitting with yourself. And seven, just take a step. And if you are afraid to trust yourself, to trust your gut because of what other people say, will they be disappointed in me? Will they make fun of me? Will I be embarrassed? Like, I get all that and all of that is so real and valid because we do live in a culture and a society that like makes us believe that our worth and our value is like found in other people or what they think of us or our achievements. But at the end of the day, you know yourself best. Even people who, you know, people like your parents or friends, siblings you've been with for a long time, like you still have been with yourself the most amount of time. You know, not just your external, but your internal you have that gut response. That gut response is not a result of anyone else. And at the end of the day, the only opinion that it matters and should matter is like yours because you have to live with yourself. When you get to the end of your life, no one who told you to live a certain way is going to look back and like regret that for you, but you will. And no one else is going to have to live with the life that you are creating, but you. And not to say that like screw other people, they don't matter. Of course, like there are so many amazing community and people in your life who like you can listen to and you can do life with. But I just want to remind you, yeah, at the end of the day, like at the end of your life, it's you who has to live with you. And so why not build that beautiful relationship with yourself and love yourself and build that confidence and trust so that you can go out and build a life and create a life that you are so happy and you are so proud of And that will allow you to show up as your best self in every other area and every other relationship of your life. And I promise you that it's a lot of shit between where we are, where you are, and in that moment. But I promise you it's worth it. And the journey along the way of like noticing yourself, trusting yourself a little bit more and more, that is 1000% worth it. Hi friends, thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope that it encouraged you, inspired you, challenged you, and maybe even let you let out the breath you didn't even realize you were holding. If you want to join in on today's conversation or keep up to date with all past, present, and future episodes, you can join us on Instagram at Chaos and Art Pod. And if you love today's episode or any other episode you've listened to, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on whatever platform you're listening from. But today, I hope that you go out and find freedom as you embrace the beauty and mess of life and learn to live in the gray. Until next time, this is Kristen and you're listening to Chaos and Art.